This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, the Spin Talk with Lauren today on the show. I would like to hear your reaction to the cervical check investigation. Um, as I said at the opening of the show, there's an awful lot of information out there. What we're going to do is try and answer the questions that, um, you know, normal people are probably concerned about today. So get involved. I would like to hear from you. 087-711-1038. Joining me on the line now is Group Political Editor from Communicore, Sean Defoe. Hi, Sean. Hi, Lauren. How are things? Good. Thank you very much. Uh, Sean, just in my introduction to the show, I was saying, look, there's a lot of headlines. There's a lot of different threads running on Twitter, Facebook. People will be maybe overwhelmed by some of the information that's out there today so what we're going to try and do is just inform people as best possible if they're if they're in any way concerned about this scandal so with that in mind Sean if you wouldn't mind just give us a bit of background to this and talk to me a bit about Vicky Phelan and who she is yeah well, it's just this whole thing comes down really to Vicky Phelan because otherwise we wouldn't know about it so she was a woman she had a smear test in, in 2011 that showed that there was no abnormalities uh, then in 2014 however she was told she actually did have uh, did have cancer in 2014 there was an audit done of some of the cases but she didn't actually learn about the the outcome of that review until late into 2017 and she won a, a case or settled the case last week in which she argued that had she known earlier on, she might have been able to have better treatment. She might have been able to, to prevent this. And she is now, unfortunately, terminally ill. And she won two and a half million euro in that case. But, of course, that's nothing if you... I mean, you know, what price do you put on a life, really, mm. when you look at it that way? Um, so this was the case that she won, and she's been very vocal about it. And what is particularly significant is that there were lawyers pushing for her to sign a non-disclosure agreement about this so that it wouldn't come to light. She refused to do that and brought the case forward. And when it got the attention... Um, then everyone started to look at it. Now, subsequent to that, there was a look at the other cases and where this might have happened. So there was confirmation then from the HSE that the cervical check programme had been notified of about 1,500 cases of women who'd developed cervical cancer since 2008 who had had these tests. And when they looked deeper into the figures of those reviews, they found 208 cases where those women might have benefited from earlier intervention or could have received earlier intervention in their particular cases that might have helped them or might not. We just simply don't know because they're obviously into individual cases. But what was significant within that is that the majority of those women, 162 of them, weren't ever told about this review and didn't learn that they had been part of this audit um, and subsequently since 17 of them have died. So I suppose that's where we're up to now. And now in these few days, we're seeing the political ramifications of this, the health ramifications of this as well, and seeing where it will go, seeing obviously a huge amount of people concerned about their own tests and whether they're not the, uh, whether they are accurate or not. And right now we're in the middle of trying to find out what was accurate, who should be concerned, and is it just confined to cervical check as well? Because people will know. I mean, there are so many campaigns to get checked, whether that is, you know, a breast check or a cervical check for women, because, they, you know, it, there's these drives and we see them all the time in the cervical screening program. For anyone who's been for a smear test will know uh, they, they take your smear test and it is sent away. Do we, where do they go, Sean? So some of them are tested here in Ireland, but others are sent abroad. In this particular case, it was sent to a laboratory in Texas, uh, and I think there's quite a significant number that do get sent to the US. Now, what has been said in the last couple of days is there's no proof that there, and a review into it, there's no proof that there's any difference in the testing between here and there, that it isn't because it's gone out to another country that this might have happened um, 
so some of them are sent abroad to, to different places. That, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. But it, it really, in, in the context of the cervical check, it doesn't mean that they were necessarily dealt with differently or you know less okay. there was a, a lesser standard of care on them. So what now, Sean? Well, now their cabinet this morning was to approve a review into it, and that's going to be done by the health watchdog. He causes you probably have heard quite a few reports they look into different um, health bodies around the country you've heard them in terms of care homes and other places so they've been tasked with carrying out a review and that's going to take in a number of things one of the things it's going to look at is the uh, cervical check program overall it's going to look at the communication processes with patients because obviously people are concerned about whether or not they were communicated and where exactly that decision was made not to pass on the information and the statutory inquiry is also going to look at the cervical screening program in Ireland and compare to international best practice so have a look at those other programs where they're sent to different places um, and he was also going to have a look at any implications that might apply to other cancer screening programs now part of that range that the cabinet is also signing off on this morning is an international clinical expert panel and essentially what that is going to do is to produce a report into the investigation but also to liaise with the women who are involved and the women who are affected to provide supports for them uh, and it's estimated that that's going to be set up fairly soon. And another part that the government is looking at now is to make it mandatory for open disclosure of reportable events. Essentially what that means is it will be mandatory for the doctors to pass on this information. At the moment, one of the issues is that uh, if this comes to a doctor, comes back from cervical check, there is no mandatory requirement on them to then pass it on to the patient, though you think they would in the majority yeah. of situations. Um, and then in the door this afternoon, we're due to hear from the Taoiseach on what exactly he knew. I think a lot of what's happening at the moment, certainly in the political realm, is finding out who knew what and when. We knew that Simon Harris had been somewhat briefed on the Vicky Feelings case on the 16th of April. He says that's the first time that he learned of this and that, you know, he didn't really know until three days before the case, in a case which he couldn't interfere with because it was in the courts, that this was going on. The HSE boss, Tony O'Brien, said that he wasn't aware of it until the media reports came out. So that's where you have to start asking questions then is, well, who, why was nobody talking to each other about this? Why was no one within the health service? Why wasn't the minister aware? Why wasn't the Taoiseach aware? Why wasn't the boss of the HSE aware? So mm. there's still a lot of stuff that we don't know but uh, that's going to rumble on through this week and probably beyond as well. And then at, in the middle of it all are these women, these families and possibly thousands of women who've been for smear tests now and are worried about their results. What do they do? Well, the best thing that they can do at the moment, although there has been some issues with it this week, is to get involved with the cervical strike uh, helpline. So they are open from, you know, this morning they're open uh, over the last week 1800 45 45 55 is the number. Now there have been some concerns, people saying that because of the large volume of calls they haven't been able to get through. I think there's been over 6,000 this week alone but what the uh, helpline say is that they are trying to get back to women as soon as possible and they're going to be able to provide advice. There's talks that a redress scheme will be set up for the women that are affected in it um, who were involved in this audit and didn't know about it but I think for people who are concerned about their own smear tests and whether or not there was done the best thing they could do is get in touch with that helpline and possibly also to get in touch uh, with their doctor as well. Sean, always great to have you on Spin Talk. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Ar. That's Sean Defoe there, group political editor with us at Communicore here. Um, I'd really like to hear your reaction to this story because look, of course, this is very much a political story but really what I'm interested in hearing from you today is the human stories, is the people maybe who have been for smear tests and now are concerned about results and people maybe who feel, well, I wouldn't be comfortable going for a smear test now. Get involved in the conversation. I would love to hear from you today. What is your reaction to this story? I'm on 87 
Sive says, how do you check and see if your test was okay? I got my very first smear in January. Yes, and I appreciate that a lot of our listeners probably have only just had their first smear test. Um, the best thing you can do is get in touch with your own doctor or as you heard Sean call out uh, the helpline that the HSE has established. It's 1800 45 45 55. There has been a bit of a backlog but the information is there and they're going to do their best to get back to everyone. I completely understand why you're worried, Sive, but um, hopefully... Um, you know, it, everything will be all right. Emma joins me on the line. Hi, Emma. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Emma, like Sive, you were in touch kind of going, well, look, I only had a smear recently. What does that mean? Absolutely. I just got the results last week and then the scandal has come out and I'm sort of sitting there looking at this piece of paper thinking it's not worth the paper it's written on. So, like, have you tried to call the helpline or anything, Emma? How are you feeling? No, I haven't. I've been following it on the newspaper and online and the radio and I'm just sort of waiting to see what is going to happen. I'm going to contact my own doctor and discuss it with her. But, you know, it's very disheartening. You're relying on professionals. You're, again, the government, once again, letting us down. You know, what do you do? You know, we're just the ordinary Joe Soap, you know, trying to do our best on a day-to-day basis. And again, now here we are in a situation that, oh, no, it's wrong. No, and you know what? I was getting so frustrated listening to Sean. Obviously not at Sean, but the fact that this becomes such a political story and for the next few weeks now, all we're going to have is politicians pointing fingers at one another when there are real families affected by this and we're not going to hear those stories. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a mother. I have young children. (laughs) I mean... Those poor women, and I can't understand why they waited so long to tell them. I mean, if they knew that there was a mistake, why did they not contact them immediately? Mm. Have you had many smears, Emma? I think I've had about five over the years. Yeah, because it is, what is it, every three years, you get your first one, and then if that's clear, I think it's five, I can't remember, because I remember my first one, was grand. Then I had an abnormal one, and I had to go to the next to the next stage. I had to go in yes. to a clinic and have, right. have what's it called? What's the word? I always mix it up with something else, which is entirely different. Colonoscopy. Yeah. I've, <laughs> so you have to go and you have to you know get a few cells taken to be tested further, and it is yes. very very frightening. And I just think is, yeah. you know for women who've even been to the next stage, invasive, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not something we relish going in every time you get the letter in the post. It's sort of, oh, but you do, you go in, you go through it and, you know, you're waiting for the results. So naturally enough, when you get a good result, you're happy. But now I got a good result, but it's tainted because I don't know whether it's true or not true. Yeah. The, 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 it sounds like the helpline is wedged. So as you said, Emma, maybe the best port of call is your own doctor for the meantime. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, because I can imagine, I'd say they're just inundated with parents, mothers, all sort of feeling the same as I am. You know, it's frustrating. (laughs) You know, it's just another day in the office. Yeah. Oh, Emma, listen, I hope everything is all right and take care. No, thanks for taking the call. All the best. Bye bye. bye. Uh, Colposcopy. Yeah, I said colonoscopy. And someone else texted in colonoscopy. Colonoscopy is, you know, the other thing. But colposcopy is um, it's kind of if you yeah if your smear comes back anyway unclear or there's any abnormal cells that's the next stage they send you to and it's just a bit more invasive and it's not nice 
It really isn't, isn't nice. It's not painful. In my experience, it wasn't painful anyway. But, you know, and then that came back clear and I was grand. I think I've had one smear since. And look, I would say to people, I definitely wouldn't want this to put people off going for cervical checks. They're so, so important. Hopefully this gets sorted. But it's no wonder people are worried today. Um, the number, I'll keep calling it out, is 1800 45 45 55. If you are in any way concerned, and as Emma said, maybe contact your own GP as well. This listener says, I asked for a smear before I was due one and I was told I would have to pay for it. If there is a need for one, it should be provided. My smear missed signs of change and I was told I didn't need a colposcopy, so I demanded one and got it. Yeah, you know, there's... um, they're not necessary every year once they're clear, but that's what people are questioning now. Joanna says, hi, in relation to cervical check, I felt a year ago that something was wrong, emailed to ask for an additional check. They informed me that unfortunately I need to wait uh, a month and a half because it's every few years. It was terrible. Another says, I'm very nervous about my upcoming smear and the results. The HSE is a mess. I have a friend that is waiting eight months for a breast check to finally get one to be told she's breast cancer. It may not have got to the stage it is if she didn't have to wait eight months. The HSE looks at public care and medical cards and do not care and then try to fix the problems after when they could have had no problems if that started if they started to care about people other than middle class people. <sighs> yeah. It's um it's it's very, very distressing. I cannot imagine what Vicky Phelan must be going through and her family and the families of the other women who are involved in this review. Today, I would like to hear your reaction to the cervical check scandal and find out from you if you've been for a smear recently or if you've had issues with smear tests. And, you know, as I said, I hope it doesn't put people off going for them. But, you know, maybe your first one is coming up. As Emma said, they're not the nicest thing to have to go and do, but it is so important that we have them done. I'm on 87 1038. So many of your messages coming through. Uh, sorry, Joanna got back in touch to say it was a year and a half she was waiting. She said, I read out her message that said um, she felt something was wrong. She wanted to have an additional check and they said she needed to wait a year and a half. I said a year, a, a month and a half earlier. A year and a half. And like, I think you know your body and I understand there's a system in place, but clearly that system is flawed. So if people want checks now, I think they should be allowed to have them whenever they want and they shouldn't be asked to pay for them. Uh, A few people were getting in touch saying, you know, like, I'm nervous now about going for it. Like, what is the point if you know there's problems in the system, you know, waiting till after it all comes out? Lorraine says, it's terrifying, really. We go get checked, as we should, and now we'll question and still worry if an all-clear result is really all-clear. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. You are trusting professionals, like Emma said, and you're trusting a system that's in place that is being rolled out and everyone is told, go get checked, do this, do that. And I I cannot emphasise enough how important it is to still go and get checked. I don't want this to put people off. And look, for women, a smear test is not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's over and done with in about 10 seconds. For men, the same. Any kind of checks you need to get done, it is so, so important. But what we need now is a system that works. And, like, this kind of thing just cannot happen. Like, people have... Now, to to be very, very clear, the 17 women who um, have died, and you will see that across all the newspapers today, their causes of death have not yet been confirmed. So just to make that clear to people. Karen says, I got my very first smear test done three years ago, got the all clear, due my next one shortly. How would I know for sure if my previous results are right? Karen, honestly, you don't. 
no more than I do. Like, you just, you don't, unfortunately, right now. Leon says, as a lad, it's really scary hearing this. I worry so much about my mum anyway. Now I'm terrified they might have missed something in her tests. I think they should call all women in for another free check in the next few months. Well, what's going to happen, hopefully, will come clear sooner rather than later. You know, um, talking to Emma about it there. Like, unfortunately, everything like this turns into politicians pointing the finger, finger at one another. And I know it's so important to find out who knew what and when they knew it. But what's the most important thing here is is that um, that, that people have confidence in, in the health service and that people's health is provided for and taken care of. So not pointing fingers at other politicians, just getting this sorted. This listener says, Hi, I had a smear in 2015, got the all clear, happy days. My doc wanted and referred me for a colposcopy as I had SIN 3 back in 2007. So that's, you have different phases of abnormal cells. Got the colposcopy within four weeks of smear and colposcopy confirmed I had stage two. Had to get a let's procedure. How can a smear give all clear four weeks before I was diagnosed with stage two? Absolute disgrace what's going on. I don't have any faith in smears since that in 2015. I could be one of those women. Rang the helpline and waiting for a healthcare professor to call me back. And thank God for my GP for sending me for that colposcopy. <sighs> um, that's given me shivers now, to be honest. And look, um, this is not about scaring people, but I suppose we need to be informed and we need to know the reality of this situation. And as I said to Sean at the very start of this piece, I really don't care about the politicians. It's the families and the women involved in this Hi Spin, just if you wanted to inform girls that to get checked it has to be a certain time after your most recent period. I didn't realise this and couldn't tell the doctor the specific date of my period began and ended. I was advised to call next month and the first day of my period starts to book an appointment. Just a little tip and thank you for reminding me of that. I thought of that earlier on and you're after reminding me to say it. So very, very uh, important to make that point and that is why sometimes, because your cells are changing all the time in your cervix and they say, yeah, there is a certain time. So check with your doctor. They will usually go for the middle of your cycle, so around the time that you're ovulating, to do your smear test or maybe just after. Listen, I'm not a a medical professional. Check with your doctor. Call that helpline. I think, you know, do you know what? It is jammed, but I think if you have any concerns, call that helpline, 1800 45 45 55 and your own doctor as well will have some information. But thanks, Emil, again to that person with that tip. Very helpful. Rachel says, this is very scary. I had a smear test, then a colposcopy, then a let's procedure. So I'm one of the luckier ones, I suppose, in that they found something and dealt with it. So you had cells taken out. Uh, but for everyone who's walked away with the all clear, how much satisfaction can they possibly have in that statement now? Errors are inevitable in every organisation, says this listener. The problem here is why was it audited so late? They should audit regularly to pick up any errors. I think it's a really good point to make. And I think the moment an issue is detected, it needs to be sorted and people need to be informed. I don't know, as Sean said, why some of these women were not informed, but that's what we're dealing with now. (coughs) Excuse me. And fingers crossed, it will be fixed very, very soon. You have the helpline number. I'll give it to you one more time. It's 1800 45 45 55. Contact your GP. Continue to get involved. I'll get to the messages. Um, I'll come back to them a little later on. I'm on 087 This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.